Is she an angel who battles? Is it a battle called Angel? Find out right here. Welcome to episode 23 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film Alita, Battle Angel. A lot of films in general are colon-based films, though. And then last time around, we had Serenity, which is just one word, (laughs) no explanation, and uh, in retrospect, no real reason to call it Serenity. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, you know. Yeah, actually, but we had Cold Pursuit in between. Great title. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Cold Pursuit was in between. And this could have been a back-to-back great titles because this could have been called Battle Angel. It wouldn't have made it make sense as a title, but it would have sounded cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Did Cold Pursuit really make sense? I mean, he did do a lot of pursuing. And he was in the and cold. It, it was cold. Yeah. Okay. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that conversation is similar to the conversation they had when workshopping that name. Yeah. I don't want to jump in too much yet, but it start, there's a floating city aspect of it. And the movie started and I Whoa. saw that and I almost laughed. I'm like, I just, I can't. I can't go through this again. And there's yeah. also robots, like Mortal Engines and ro- I can't I can't deal with this. Yeah. I can't yeah. participate in this. It's too many worlds and all the worlds are too similar. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, it's a lot I, was, to ask. I was freaked out. But angels it, have it to live in their out. heavens, right? So and the heavens are in the skies. So Alita colon Battle Angel, according to Wikipedia, is a is an American cyberpunk action film. Not steampunk. Oops. Cyberpunk. <laughs> cyberpunk. I don't Do know you... what that even means, but that makes sense to me. It's just more cyber. Less steam, more cyber. Well, for a movie of, that's cyberpunk, and based on the trailer, there was less science than I expected. And I have to say, I was relieved. I was just in no mood. And it wasn't even, no, it wasn't even bad. It was just so, I was like internally monologuing to myself, okay, and then Jennifer Connelly shows up, and then... This is a, her thing, and then motocross, the sport of the time. I was just, like, really talking to myself the whole movie. Motocross, huh? Yep. Motorball. Like the- Motorball. Motorball. Yeah. Motorball. It's a pretty good name. <laughs> Actually, that should be the name of the movie if there's a sport in it called Motorball. Oh, there's a big sport in it. It's all about is sport. It- Wait, hold on. Motorball. Is it, like, motorized hamster balls with people inside them? Ooh, no, not exactly. Guess. I'll we'll get into more detail, but it's basically like combining NASCAR in the sense of it's on a track, circular okay. track, on rollerblades, motorized. So that's the motor part, and there's a ball, kind of like a basketball, and a hoop scoring situation. So it's like NASCAR. Uh, and also the court has like slopes up the side, like a uh, skateboarding park. Yeah. Like banks. Yeah. Banks. So yeah. it combines all of those things and it seems to be played both as a team sport and as individuals, e- either option. Um, 
that's so, well that's what this movie should be about <laughs> because that sounds really complicated <laughs> and potentially either really cool or way too annoying to try to figure out how it works yeah i'm unclear on the rules yeah, I mean, um, they didn't really it's go both team it. and individualized maybe like a ski like a ski competition where you, like can, you can compete choose. for your team yeah you sure, can choose sure. to, to be team okay. or individual it doesn't just like surprise you oh so right. it's like a reality show <laughs> there Wait. are alliances if you so desire no no i think like that you like determine we're gonna play team version guys or uh, we're all playing for oh. ourselves basically as long as rollerblading is evolved i'm interested <laughs> i don't care for fallon that's just my who truth. does though who does i used to not mind not him me. but i just uh now it's not it's not for me he's america's buffoon <laughs> that's too that even that's too kind I like buffoons. He has the job of a of a talk show host, a late night talk show host, but he does the job of of a like Facebook meme page. <laughs> but who do you dislike more, him or Corden? Corden is a uh, spawn. I, I he's a, just a hell spawn sprung forth from Fallon. Fallon allowed for this, so he's he almost the like, way. You're right. Yeah. Um, I just like Corden more. For two reasons. One, I feel like he gets more critical acclaim for some reason, and I resent that. Oh, heavens. Must be the accent. And second, he was once good. Like, before he was a talk show host, when he was just an actor and a Broadway guy, or a musical theater guy, he was good. And Mm. so it makes me sad to see his decline. I feel you. I feel you on that, and I agree with you. Uh, and I think maybe just punchability. If I only got one punch and both faces were before me, I think I'd punch Corden. Just really? raw instinct. Yeah, he is un- insufferable. But Fallon has more blame on his. For me, he's worse because he has more blame on his shoulders. He's got blood on his hands. He's got blood on his hands. Comedy blood. Yeah, and that blood is James Corden. <laughs> wow, that's really confusing. Hand blood, colon, James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> colon comedy death of comedy colon. yeah file under comedy death of hey guys do you like to party do you like to party is uh my wi-fi password <laughs> <laughs> you should probably not include that in the recording that gets put no, in. Gotta leave it in. Gotta... what's the what's the name of your network that part out. maybe you should maybe you should yeah do you like, do you party like... Is my it is my all lowercase no question mark <laughs> Do you like a party almost as a statement? <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, uh, you were going to find that out later on in a few weeks anyhow, but it turns out you just found it out now. You better, you can type it into your phone already. <laughs> Do you like to party? <laughs> I always like those moments where you're sitting there trying to think of a, think of a Wi-Fi password because, you you know, the mind goes blank every time. You're like, I don't fucking know. It's yeah. not the same as coming up with a password for your, like your Facebook account or something because that's just for you. Your your Wi-Fi password has to be something you give to other people and whatever. Yeah, That's I didn't true. think that through when I chose mine. Well, but it, it kind of seems like you did think it through because <laughs> it's a real charmer. No. No, I believe Sam just chose that to amuse herself. Yeah, and then she did. One, and the first time someone came over to their her home and was like, hey, wh- what's your Wi-Fi password? She'd be like, oh, do you like party? <laughs> That's exactly and they, what and they were like, And they were like, yeah, I do, but what's your Wi-Fi password? <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Who's on second? What's on second? Do you like to party? I don't know. Third base. Do you like to party? <laughs> I might have Sam, to leave you're... this in. I don't care about being hacked. Sam, you're you're going to get hacked, but it's, it was totally worth it. 
it's worth it. Um, it's worth it. I know because about- the oh. people who are going to come to hack you, they're going to be people who like to party. I came here to party and hack your shit. Yeah. And answer to your question, yes, and I'm here to hack you now. <laughs> to answer your question, I've stolen your identity. There's, do you like to, you can walk up to somebody and say, do you like to party? But you could also say, do you party? Are those different? And if so, how? It depends on which circles you're moving in. But to, in most, to most people, if you walk up and ask either of those questions, it means, do you like to do cocaine? <laughs> I feel like I agree, but I feel like just do you party is a little bit more aggressive. Like what you're going to say yes to is more of a party. Do you party is basically like I have cocaine in my pocket. And if you say yes, I'm busting it out right now. (laughs) Yeah. Do you like to party? It's maybe a conversation about cocaine, you know? That's I totally agree. Do do you party is an absolute. If someone who likes to party means they can choose when to party and when to not. (laughs) If you party. Right, you skip. Do you like to? It's just do you party? It's just it's like that's just someone seven, who's yeah. yeah that's just but then there's party. the other there's the other version where like the 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 Jeremy Knight Samantha Herman version, which is like you ask either of those questions and people like they're like oh yeah okay well, I'm down let's go for it and you're like no really <laughs> I would just like to know if you enjoy partying <laughs> yeah you know like Andrew W K. <laughs> I just wanted to know that about you. Yeah. yeah. A, a genuine question. I just wanted to know that about you. I don't I want have to take a spreadsheet any actions right that now. I like to keep updated oh. about all the people I meet <laughs> and, and how much, to what extent, they enjoy partying. Yeah. I certainly can't party now. Probably not this week, but I want to know if you like to. Oh, my God. There's so many elements. Okay. Um, so, you get a title card at the beginning. It's the year 25, 2563, I believe. Something like around that. 25 something this is way in the future way in the future and then it says 300 years after the fall so that's the info that we get uh so cut to floating city not even there is a floating city but we don't really go there it's just a thing it's an aspirational place uh so we meet christoph waltz he's scavenging for robot parts in basically like a dumpster area and it's all robot you know Robot hands and gimmicky, gadgety things, and he's picking them all up, putting them in his bag, and then he notices what looks like a girl stuffed away under a heap of stuff. He goes over, and so it's just the bust, just like the head and shoulders of the girl, the main girl, and mm-hmm. he like puts a scanner over her face, and he's like, oh, she's still alive, and so he takes her back to his lab. It's wastelandy. It looks so we get kind of a cityscape. It's like very industrial looking. It's very congested. A lot of tall buildings, like not any green or uh, like nature space. Everything is taken up and also looks like there's been a lot of destruction that's now being kind of fixed up. And there's just tubes and monorails and just like cyberpunky things society is full of many half robot people uh cyborgs cyborgs but i don't know why that is so he's a doctor of robots he like his gig is that he fixes people's robot problems or replaces their parts yeah. So he's like no. a mechanic. He's a mechanic of this yeah, he's society. he's like an engineer, but also a doctor. He has a doctor. But also a doctor. Yeah. 
Oh, so, so he can work right. on cyborgs because he knows about robots and human physiology. It would seem, but I, what I don't know is how these people become cyborgs. Sometimes they just have, like, a cyborg foot. So I don't know if it's, like, you choose that and you can just ah. upgrade or if this place is littered with injuries and requires prosthetics. That is unclear. But it's so common that you got to imagine that the place couldn't have that many injuries, right? Exactly. So it must be some sort of so election. So elective, elective cyborgism. Yeah, and some people are cyborgs, like, the full body and just their head is still human. Some is just, like, the arm is cyborg. But everybody is human until perhaps a character who we might learn more about and who might be a battle angel. <laughs> uh, allegedly. Un- allegedly. Everyone has, no matter how cyborg modded they are, their their face and their brain is human. Yes. And but there are, are just straight human. robots, though, right? Mm, not really, no. What? That's weird. Yeah, most have like, a human brain face starter component, at least. So there's and no s- droid kind of there's robot? No, like, there's no, like, robot street sweeper or something? Maybe for, like, mechanical purposes, but not with personalities. Not within society. Ah, no. okay. And not, not humanoid. No. And not any kinds of angels. <laughs> no. And some are just no. regular, full human. So Christoph Waltz is intact, no robot. And is he, you say he's a doctor slash mechanic engineer guy, which is yeah. cool. Is he rich? Is he, does he is his lab rickety and ramshackle, or is it white and shiny and nice? Um, great question. We're going to learn more about his finances later, but okay. uh, he does this as a job. It's not like a Delmo thing, but it's not doing great, and one of his patients pays him in oranges, and his nurse is like, if you keep this up, we're going to have to fold. You need to like, collect actual money. So, okay, so he's taking her to the lab. The nurse is there. The nurse is there periodically through the whole movie, but we learn nothing about her. And I don't even think she has a name. She has a robot arm, and she's just there frequently as his assistant, but has no impact on anything else. So she's Um, assistant nurse, not nursing him. Correct. Yeah. Okay. She works for him. Um, So he fuses this bust that he's discovered with a robot body that he has lying around, and he, like, has this whole lab set up. She's on a hospital bed, so he's doing analytics of what her component parts are and also has machinery that can like make like a breastplate and like shin guards and just like actually manufacture her robot parts and and his when his and when he said she's still alive he can mean it in the true or our sense of being alive being like your brain is still that's what he meant yeah her brain is all like activity um so anyway he does all that and takes some time and then later when she's finally rebuilt alita we don't have her name yet, but we all know she's going to be Alita. Wakes up in, like, a girly, teen girl's feminine bedroom um, in his house. And she wakes up, and she starts to fall a little bit. It's kind of like a newborn deer walking for the first time. And it's getting her sea legs and looking in the mirror and realizing that she's fully formed and she's excited. So it's not like Replica. She doesn't freak out. She's excited about all this. Does her face already look Uncanny Valley? Yeah. Why? The, the big eyeballs? It always is. It starts like that, stays like that. What is the explanation for why her face is like that and nobody else's? There isn't one. Robot no. face. No, there is no. one. I'll get to it later. Okay. She's a different model. 
She's just like that. We will learn a little bit later how she came to be, but yeah, he's not put off or weirded out by it, and okay. neither is anyone else. Um, so she goes downstairs, introduces herself, Tim, and he's like, oh, you're awake. Like, do you remember anything? Because he can infer that she has a previous life before she was heaped in the dump. And she says, no, I don't remember anything. Do you know who I am? And he says, I was hoping you could fill us in. But she can't. So they go around town. Is she friendly? She's super friendly. She's not afraid of him at all. She just acts like a teen. Uh, she's, like or she's, like, curious. Team. Very curious, yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're adding a Jason Bourne into our genre stew. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, amnesia. Um, so they go around town, and they see the floating city above. Um, so it's... And she's like, how is it up there? Is it being held by magic? And he says, no, something even better. Engineering. Ew. Yep. And... Or a nerd. <laughs> How's the writing so far? This That triggered me to ask that question. I mean, a lot of the dialogue is like that. So he explains that Zolom is the last floating city that survived the fall, and that no one can get back up there once you've been put down to the Iron City, where they are. <laughs> right. And that they all work for the factory that is working on behalf of Zolom. And there are all these tubes that go down from Zolom down to where they are. But he says those tubes are only for things that we make down here that they need. It's not for people. So you can't ever go up there. One-way tubes. One-way tubes, but only for the things that the factory workers make. We only see Zolom really from, like, their point of view. So, like, from below. And it just looks like it's much prettier. But we never really see the terrain. But it's just an aspirational, like, it's the place. It's the place where everyone would want to be. And then Iron City sucks. Does he tell her about Motorball? Right now, it's my next note, they see a commercial on TV for Motorball, and she's intrigued by it. And he says, just forget about that. You don't need to know about that. And then... So so he's not into sports. Not into sports. We'll learn about why he doesn't like Motorball later. Um, And he gives her the name Alita. Jennifer Connelly, new to the movie, observes this, sees him around town, and she approaches him once Alita's apart from him and says, it's nice that you've used our daughter's body for your new toy. Is he trying to hide her or conceal the fact that he's got this nope. new cyborg Not at all. friend, daughter, girl? Nope. Okay. And no one is thrown that she looks utterly unique to every other person. Nope, they just but think everybody... she's a cyborg and they're cool with it. Because uh, but... not all the cyborgs have the same looks as each other. Right. Every All the cyborgs are kind of different, right? It's not like they're standard models. Like some people have yeah. a giant metallic arm. Other ones have a, yep, like whatever, torso. But the yeah. one thing... Like she is totally. unique looking, but she's. it's not like everyone else's uniform. Okay, yep. Totally interested. Just from what I saw in the trailer, the way in that she, that she is unique is utterly distinct from the way everyone else is unique. Everyone else is his human face. Yep. I just... <laughs> I, maybe I'm a racist, but, like, I'd bring it up. You're They're definitely unfazed. racist. <laughs> okay. Unfazed, unconcealed, all, like, he's yeah. making no effort to keep her under... He's trying to protect her because he's treating her like a teen, but not because she is other and needs to be protected in that way. No, and maybe what... this is already clear, but do we do we need to establish the fact that his motives seem pure at this point? 
they just seem pure at this point. Although maybe okay. some maybe some daughter issues. Some daughter issues for sure. Uh, that's yeah. been clear. Uh, and I, again, apologies. This is part of why this podcast is so important. Is because we learn about ourselves. Uh, we once learned that Chris uh, is a puppet racist, hates him, <laughs> and it turns yeah. out I hate I hate cyborgs. I'm a cyborg racist. <laughs> yep. Yep. Jennifer Connelly, in addition to saying it's nice to use our daughter's body, Alita, for your new toy, but she right. also wants him to reteam with her. She's also uh, in the Doctor Engineering Robot Cyborg game. And she wants him to team back up with her and um, help the motorball people. All the motorball athletes are robo-sized um, to the extreme. Like, it's an extreme sport. <laughs> and she says... We can robo-sized make a... to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we can make a fortune a um, tending to the motorball people, and then I can earn my way back to Zolom. And she has this purple decal on her forehead that I guess indicates that she was once from there. Oh, she was cast out. Yeah. She was cast out of Zolom. Is this a common thing that people are cast out and have p- the potential to go back? According to Waltz, no one has the potential to go back. You can be cast out, but the only way to get back, there's only one way to get back, which we haven't gone to yet, but I'll just tell you, it's to be the champion of motocross, motorball. Oh. So we've added a Hunger Games to our stew. Mmm, tasty. Yep. Delicious. <laughs> um, um, oh, I had a so, question. Oh, yeah. uh, mine's you quick. go ahead. Mine's real quick. Alita, did she indicate that Alita was the name of the daughter? Yes. Okay, thank you. Sorry, Chris, back to you. Uh, I don't even know. So she thinks she can earn her way back up to Zolom, but she's not a motorball player herself. No, she believes, unlike Christoph Waltz's belief, that she can earn her way financially. She has connections, yeah. Yeah, and she goes off with, with that connection, who is Mahersha Ali, whose name is Vector. So they drive off together, and he's like a flashy, sunglasses, polished, slick guy. Um, Okay, Alita meets Hugo, a young teen, while she's wandering the streets, just exploring, and he saves her from getting hit by a car, and she also uh, reacts to her own really good, like, martial arts moves, which she didn't know she had. Um, Like she flips out of the path of the car or something? Yeah, like instinctively, without realizing Mm. that she has those gifts um and they also see a bounty hunter warrior and when i heard that i'm like hunter warrior hunter like it, mm-hmm. all the movies are all just they're back they're all coming back for me so, so i'm sorry again you said bounty hunter warrior yeah they call themselves hunter warriors but they are bounty <laughs> hunters um for exactly that for hunting down criminals and so she she encounters one Hugo points it out, and so we learn that that is a thing, and it gets much more of a thing later on. But this is our first. How do you recognize these people? Do they have badges or something? He just knows him. He knows this particular one. His name is Zapan, and he's played by the bad guy in Deadpool. Does the teen? Okay, and I'm guessing the hunter warrior is modded up. He's cyborged up. Yes. Is the teen Hugo? Is he modded up? No, he's full human teen. All natural teen. All natural. Yep. (laughs) Grade A teen. Grade A, prime <laughs> cuts, loves to party, teen. Yep. Uh, is he? Does is is he got a thing for her already? That uh, seems to be. Yeah, he's like trying to charm her. He's like, I saved you from getting hit by a yeah. car, and, and you're like, like a ninja, big-eyed cyborg uh, girl who thinks magic is real. Yeah, and he thinks it's cool that she's a cyborg. He looks at her hands. And he's like, wow, like it's such good detailing. But like, how is he gonna, you know? 
bone down? I thought about that a lot. Um, I of course you did. <laughs> she also notices a wanted sign for a serial killer that's been hunting down women around the town. Uh, so we learn of that. Um, so then uh, Walt comes up, and he and Hugo know each other from the robot part scene, and they just exchange a pleasant hello. Oh, yeah, from the part scene. <laughs> yeah. They're well, both Hugo, on the scene. Hugo's deep into the part scene. We'll come to that soon. Um, that night, Walt comes home with blood on his sleeve, and there's a news report that there's been a new murder of the serial killer. So, you mean suspicious. the serial killer murdered someone? Yeah, the serial killer struck. And okay. he came home with blood on his sleeve. Are they the same? We'll find out. Does I'm going to go, go with no. <laughs> Does anyone see that other than us, the audience? Alita sees it. Alita sees it. Does she ask about it? Not yet. Interesting. Okay, so now we're on a case. Now we've got a murder <laughs> case we're working. <laughs> yep. We, we just added a little bit of, uh, oh, I don't know, every movie ever. The Long Goodbye. Remember when I told you there were so many elements in this movie? Yeah. There are it's so the many elements, elements in this movie. There's, yeah. I'm not even done. There's more elements to come. Um... Okay, where was I? Um, Alita the next day goes out with Hugo, and Walt says, come home at a reasonable hour. But she loses a day playing with Hugo on an amateur motorball rink um, and learning how to play. And at first she sucks and is getting body checked by all his friends. But then after a few goes around, she's amazing at it because she has these instinctive battle angel warrior techniques inside her. Yeah. Okay, so just let's just summarize motorball again. They they go to some sort of practice rink, which I guess is like having a basketball court. Exactly, um, but it's like in it's, your neighborhood. Yeah, it's way more DIY, and so it's like a skateboarding park with the slanted side, you know, with a track around the outside, things, a track, and then it's just kind of like an industrial hole in the wall that they use as their basket. And. I see, and they and and everybody straps on a pair of rocket roller blade, blades to play this thing. Yeah, they have a uh, an on and off switch for the motor wheels. Motor wheels. Yep. It's not rocket though; it's just like electric. Not rocket. Yeah, like it doesn't hover; it's on the ground. Mm. So everybody kind of shoot has... out like flames from the back. That's what you're asking. That's too bad. Are they uniform, bad. or are they uniform like Bixie bikes, or does everyone have like their own style? Their own style. Right, like it's like your skateboard, like it's yeah. personal to you. Yeah. And how physical is this game? Like you're really like rough and tumble in there. Very physical. Yeah, a lot of body contact. Motorball. <laughs> yep. And... Alita Battle Angel <laughs> is a motorballer from the get go. Yep. And then Hugo tells Alita that she must be from Zolom because uh, she's built in a certain way. Like that technology wise would only come from there, and he knows this because, like we said. He's deep in the parts scene, so he's an expert. <laughs> he's a scenester, if you will. Yeah. I have like I think this is like five minutes in. Okay, so that night oh, she sees Lord. Walt with the metal briefcase and she tracks him. Um, she follows him on the streets, thinking that he is a serial killer and that she's gonna prevent it. And so she, when it looks like he's about to kill someone, she intercedes. But as it turns out, he is a hunter warrior as well himself and he is like a vigilante trying to hunt the killer oh are there police they're not police i'll come to that soon he how is that that. how is it discovered that he's hunter warrior and not the serial killer well the person he's about to kill is a robot guy and we soon realize that that guy is a team of three 
Uh, it's him, a girl, and another guy, and it's all a setup to take him out and trap him. Him meaning Waltz. So the girl was, like, masquerading as a, like, damsel in distress to lure him out, and then they were going to try and kill him. But I guess they are also really the serial killer? Unclear. And Whoa. why was there a serial killer? Don't know. That never comes back. <laughs> was okay. Waltz, did Waltz think he was after, Waltz thought he was after a particular bounty, a guy. Is that right? A particular bounty, yes. An unnamed, he, anonymous guy, but that was doing the serial killing. Oh, so was he, he was hired by someone as bounty hunters are? Um, no, to... there's just, you don't get hired. Uh, we'll learn all about the bounty hunter system later, but you don't get hired. They're just a list of people with bounties, and so whoever gets them oh, gets right. the prize. Sure, more like a procurement board. Yeah, like um, a most wanted uh, list. I was going to ask who pays out the bounties, but it sounds like it's coming. Uh, society? Like the local? But there's no police. It's like the government or whatever. Just yeah. like you just yeah. bring in someone's head, and they're like, here's yep. here's a bunch of oranges. Yep. Basically. <laughs> right. they, wow. And so they set up a fake serial killer murder in action. They set up a fake damsel in distress and a fake killer to lure Waltz into the situation only to then capture him correct but oh, what a turn were they the actual killer leading up to this with the six or seven women killed probably i don't know why and it doesn't matter like we will never talk about this murder for the rest of the movie so walt says to alita run but alita does not run she engages and kills the guy and the girl but not oh. the main guy um kills she... them how with that sword she has no like martial art Raw strength. Just she doesn't have the power. sword yet, right? No. Sorry, spo- I didn't mean to spoil it. The sword was on the poster. <laughs> I, I, was, I was drawn to it. You spoiled the sword. The sword she is has a, a sword. real late game edition. Great. Um, can, can I ask just... So she lives with him. Yep. And she... Like, they've presumably had a bit of time to get to know each other now. Mm-hmm. And he... She's just, like, wandering off in the streets. Do they ever have a conversation like... Like, you can live with me now, and you're welcome to stay as long as you like, and or I expect you to get an education, or you should help me with my business, or she does nothing. She's just there, but she does help him. So, like, as far as he's concerned, she just lives with him forever now. Yep, he's treating her like a daughter. All right. So we've also got a Pinocchio story going on here too. (laughs) Yep. I love it. Um, so, like I said, she kills two of them, wounds one. His name is Gruishka, um, played voice-wise by Jackie Earl Haley, but he looks nothing like him. He's, like, way more bulky, way more cyborged, um, kind of looks like the rock guy in Fantastic Four, but a, but just of robot parts. But he's, like, Thing. massive in that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. I saw him in the trailer. Um, so he's wounded, but he flees. Later, during or during that fight, she's a flash of memory of being what seems to be a space warrior. It looks like she's in a, an astronaut's spacesuit fighting. That's all I know this time. Great. Flashbacks. <laughs> they're always fun. And one more question. Christoph Waltz, it's revealed he's a hunter warrior. Is he yeah. cyborged or is he all no, natural? All natural. So he's, what I'm going to explain it right now, he takes her to the like bounty place because they've got these two confirmed kills. And he explains that there are no cops, and that the job of cops that once was is now just in the hands of vigilante people. And so he does it, A, for the money, 
and B for justice. And he... right, so he he does it for money, but he, he happens to be one of the fortunate few who also loves what he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And he loves justice. So yeah, justice. Yeah, he loves Sam justice, loves buddy. passion. <laughs> Christopher Waltz loves justice. <laughs> yeah, but he says he like the business would fail. The engineering doctor business would fail if he didn't supplement his income with this. In answer uh, to your earlier question. Justice on the side. Yep. That should have been the title of this movie. <laughs> justice pays the bills. <laughs> he also explains that he used to treat some of the motorball extreme players back in the day as a sort of source of income. But uh, so he had a daughter, Alita, she was in a wheelchair and he was in the process of building her the body that now is Alita's body, but she never had a chance to use it because one of these motorball guys came into his house looking for drugs and like, like in a meth style, just like ripping apart the house, looking for drugs and nefarious stuff. And because Christoph Waltz was so good at robo-sizing him, he had unparalleled strength. And when Christoph Waltz caught him in the act, he stormed out and, like, bashed the daughter's wheelchair just, like, out of his way. And we don't see exactly how she dies, but I guess she gets, like, flung into the wall and dies. So that's why he doesn't work on motorball people anymore and won't work with Jennifer Connelly anymore. And it also broke up their marriage after the daughter died. Alita, how curious is she to know about her past? Born level? Less than born? More than born? A little less than born, but not nothing. Like, she's hoping that her memories will come back. She keeps asking. There just isn't a lot of resources for her, but she does really want to know. Is there an internet? Um, not that I see. Other than when the, like, bounty hunter uh, office, like, scans the confirmed kills to be like, oh, yeah, like, it's in our system. Here's your money. That's, like, the only kind of internal database use i noticed that's crazy so they have this whole cyborg technology but she can't like go look up information on technology and robots that have come from zolum i don't know if she can but she doesn't uh, okay meanwhile we learned a little bit more about hugo he's a robot part thief um remember Ooh. when i said he's a robot part scene star he really is and so what they do is they track down some of the like more elite cyborg guys um, drug them and then rip off the parts. Oh my um, god, that's <laughs> brutal. Yep, kind of baller. Yep, and then he's working for Vector, who is Mahershali, um, collecting the parts and selling him the parts because he also thinks that he can earn his way to Zolom. Everyone seems to think that. I bet you Vector thinks it too. That's because well, they don't have the internet, so they, they don't know. It's just rumors. So Vector buys them from Hugo. Yep. He's the fake. Sells them to elite level Iron City uh, players. Uh, We don't know yet who his master is, but we will soon learn. Oh, he's got a master. He's not just a. He's not just an entrepreneur. No, but he does run Motorball. He's like I don't know if he has an official role, but he's like definitely in control of it and controls who takes a dive and. Oh, so maybe that's where some of the parts. Maybe that's where some of his black market parts go. I think back into the athletes. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that he wants to win. Yeah. Guys, I have a feeling that motorball might not – the parody levels of motorball might be an issue here. I think it might not be on the up and up. I have concerns about the competitive balance of the league. Is there gambling on – is it a popular gambling sport? Uh, I think it probably is, but it's not really a storyline. That's too bad. Do people watch it live or on TV or both? Both. So Gruishka, who was the bad guy from the first fight – 
He approaches Jennifer Connelly and asks her to repair him. And she says, why would I bother with a heap like you? And then she learns that Alita is the one that bested him. And then she agrees to help him because now it's personal. I don't know exactly what that means other than her spite towards Christoph Waltz for trying to recreate their daughter, I guess. Is Um, that now he, that spite has fueled her to wish Alita death? Basically. And she agrees to repair and enhance Garishka. Um, shortly after, we're at her lab, and Vector is also there. So it's the three of them, Garishka, Vector, and Jennifer Connelly. And while she's doing her thing on him, Nova infiltrates the mind of Garishka and can communicate through Garishka, basically Who's like Nova? he's possessed. He's a new character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's Nova. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, there's so much. There's there, so many colons already in this movie. And like, uh, there's did so I much. forget? Did she mention Nova? Was I not no, listening? No, no, no. This, Thank is, God. this is fresh. Um, so Nova is a Zolom dwelling kingpin. He is the master. He is Vector's master and Garisha's master. And he's kind of running things through them. And But he can also like possess people's minds. And so he speaks through Garishka and then through Vector during the same encounter and communicates to them that it wasn't Alita's speed that was effective in the battle or just like her instinctive or like her parts. It was that she has the knowledge of Panzer crew or something like that. Some sort of technique. This is the first time we've heard the name of. Let's call it Unagi. (laughs) Yes. She's got the knowledge of Unagi and he can't allow that. Um, He can't have that be widespread uh, therefore, he wants her brought in dead and also wants her heart. Um, so she's got, like, a cyborg heart. Um, so back to Waltz and Alita. We learn well, a little wait, bit more oops, about the heart. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm gonna... explaining the heart. Have... He's, he's explaining to her the heart. I have some questions. Yep. <laughs> uh, how does he invade their minds? Is this, a, is this a supernatural power he possesses? Or has he implanted something on them that allows him access to their brains? I don't really know, but it's not with, uh, it doesn't seem to be an implant. It seems to be a telepathic ability that he just has for some reason. He's like a radio signal and they're a radio. He's more like Swayze and I'm Whoopi. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, but no, but Swayze just talked to Whoopi and Whoopi talked. No, he entered her. He entered her. That's true. And took over her thoughts and talked as her. But he didn't only enter her. He didn't only enter her, no. It's I'm a little exist. uncomfortable with this phrasing. <laughs> I'm very comfortable with Swayze I'm... entering anything. Uh... <laughs> he entered me, that's for sure. I think he entered yeah. all of us. He entered yeah. your heart, you mean? In your, in your, I'm gonna in just, your soul? I'm not going to... I don't want to clarify it. I'm just going to say that he entered me. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, okay, so yeah, I can't answer to... you about Nova, but he can just do this, and they are not... just do this. Like, okay. they don't invite him to do it. They don't want him to do it. He can just take over them and communicate at his will. Okay. But it seems like just a thing that everybody... We just... The thing, this is the thing we do. Yeah. And Everyone's reason, fine with it. Everyone's... Nova can do this. Yep. Um, and the second question was about the heart. I know you're going to explain more about it, but he asked for the heart. Is that Snow White style, like, bring me her heart to prove that she's dead? Or is he more technologically interested in the heart for some reason? Yeah, he actually wants the heart. Not just as proof of death. Okay. So Waltz tells her that her core is made up from previous technology that no longer exists. It's pre-the-fall technology. And so they determine... So he's doing, like, analytics on her and 
keeping some stuff close to the vest, but he finally tells her that she predates the fall, and so she's 300 years old, um, and that her heart is so powerful, it could power all of Iron City. Um, so it's just, uh, she's just better than the current, like, janky jalopy tech of today. Yeah. She's an angel, an angel before the fall. Because <laughs> this is also a biblical tale. And she feels... Like, oh, I was just an insignificant girl that got tossed off of Zolom and into the dump. I guess I didn't really matter much up there. So that's what she currently thinks about herself. So this is a revelation to her, then? It's a revelation, yes, but she still thinks that she was comfortably invaluable. Or, I mean, not valuable. Because if every all the technology then was the same as her, she wasn't standing out at the time. She only stands (gasps) out now. Oh, okay. Okay. Ah. Got it. Um, okay, so she and Hugo sneak off to go watch the real motorball, and he... Who, uh, Alita Ve- and Hugo. Alita and Hugo go yeah, to see motorball. Yeah, they go to watch, yeah. and he points out that Vector is one of the controlling guys, and so they're watching it. She's really into it, very intrigued, um, but Hugo is called away by his buddies, and it's kind of weird, and he's like, you'll be out here by yourself, right? She's like, uh, I guess, Bye. And what he's been sent to do is attack one of the players who, like, went off script um, and, like, wasn't doing what Vector wanted him to do. So uh, Vector gets them to attack him and, like, strip him of his parts. They do so. They take off. Then Vector shows up and just mercilessly kills the guy. So he's not playing around. So the next day, Hugo and his buddies take Alita out of town. So we see that the, the Iron City infrastructure is kind of enclosed like metal wise uh like with a gate not a gate that's a prison but it's just encircled and beyond that is just kind of rough earth unusable post the fall terrain and like like mortal engines earth (laughs) yeah 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 that's what i was gonna say too yep so he takes her to um a lake and they show her that there's a warship wreck from the days of the fall, just in the middle of, like, waterlogged in this lake. And they explain that it's an ERM ship, U-R-M. And here's another element for you. ERM stands for the United Republic of Mars. The United Republic of Mars was Earth's enemy back in the day of the fall, and that they shot down all the fallen cities, or floating cities, except for Zolom. And that's why Zolom is idolized. Um, we just brought Martians into this. Yep. What? <laughs> you can't oh, bring what? Mar- you can't bring Martians. Drake, do you, did you, you just did. Uh, you can't bring Martians into this. What? It just did. And but it yet. seems like the Martians are not around these days. No. Oh. So, but like, just to be clear, this is taking place on Earth. Yes. But there was a Martian race. Yes. And it or there were Earth. humans living on Mars. Good point. Unclear. Who have banded together as the Martian Republic. Point. John Carter styles. Probably that. I, but yeah, we don't really interact with especially the if the, Especially if their nation or group was called the U- United Republic of <laughs> Mars. That's a very human. Sure. I don't think that's Martians coming with that name. Good point. Yeah. There's only one place a phrase like that comes from, and it's called. America. She realizes she feels a connection to the ship, and she's like, I have to go in there, and I have to, like, check it out, and they're like, you can't, like, you can't get to it, it's too far, 
too submerged, and she just goes underwater anyway, because she can, I guess, doesn't really breathe. Like, the way, like, her physiological makeup is very unclear, because she does have to eat nutrition's. What? Uh, yeah. It's not a big plot point, but it does happen. But I guess she doesn't have to breathe, because she goes underwater and swims longer than a human would be able to, and Very gets sure. into the ship, and she retrieves a new body um, of the ERM technology. A cyborg uh, body of ERM. For uh, herself? Inception. Yes. She just finds it, it trapped down there. Yeah. And it's a headless body. Yes. I, I miss the days of ERM. I think they were in better hands under ERM rather than yeah. this unfair sports commissioner. Seems yeah, to yeah. Nova? Now. What's his deal? Let's arm, let's, let's arm it up, guys. Yeah. Bring back ERM. <laughs> so, just as an aside, she and Hugo kiss. Their tension has been mounting throughout the movie, and they finally kiss. And she says, does it bother you that I'm not totally human? And he says, you're the most human person I've ever met, which makes no sense and no she's not like he doesn't have to make her feel bad about herself but that's just not accurate so he says she's the most human person he's ever met even though he probably realizes that kissing is the, is the first base is probably the only base that he can really figure out how to get to with her <laughs> after that it's unexplored bases and he doesn't know how many of them there even are yep so she takes the body back to Walt, but he refuses to fuse her to it. But she says, but I can feel that it's my destiny to be with this body. And he explains that the body is an erm berserker. Oh. <laughs> and that was a thing made by the erms uh, to be like the most elite prestigious warriors. And they are too deadly. And that's what she originally was designed to be. He's been holding that back from her. So she was an early model arm berserker herself, always has been. Hence and the knowledge of Unagi. Exactly. And with this body, she'd be able to uh, manifest it better because the body is more equipped to be mm -hmm. faster and stronger. And he says, that's exactly why I won't fuse it to you because it's too dangerous for you to have that ability. You know, she'd become the ultimate weapon. Yeah. See, this is why I'm Team Erm because they have, they made something called a berserker, <laughs> and they gave it, they gave it her face. Um, well, she's really angry that he refuses, so she runs off and registers to be a hunter warrior herself. You have to register. Oh, you have yep. to register. You yep. get like a vendor it's, number. Yep, it's a very regulated. They have their own rules, and okay. she and Hugo go to the local known to be a hunter warrior hangout. Uh, Moss Eisley Cantina. Exactly. And yep. Zapan is there and he makes fun of her and he says, Oh, that's cute. You've registered to be a hunter warrior, so you think you're part of us now and he like points everyone out and he's like, Thirty confirmed kills and like he just goes through everyone's stats. He's like, Anything just because you have, you know, your ID card, you're one of us, fat chance, like little kid. Um, but then they get into a fight and she beats him up and she wins. And he is chastened and embarrassed by that. And then she monologues to the rest of the crowd, making a plea for them to take down Gruishka together, because I don't know why she thinks they would care, but she's like, he's our <laughs> common enemy. Join me, my hunter-warrior brothers, and we can take him down together. And they all laugh at her. Good. <laughs> yeah, and they say, there's no bounty on Gruishka, so we don't care. 
And, like, and also, just... who the hell are you? <laughs> you just signed up. You just got your Hunter Warrior card like five minutes ago. Yeah. And you're fucking coming in here. Maybe it's because right. you have There's to register because registering and sort of playing by the rules of registration is the only way you're going to get your bounties paid out. You're only going to get paid. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Perfect. Money. Uh, That's and, the ultimate force, you know? Yeah, so they don't care because Grisha doesn't have a bounty on him. Therefore, there is no uh, reward to be reaped. And she says there's no bounty on him because he's being protected and shouldn't we be all concerned about that? She's just clued in on that and, like, decided that that is the truth, that they don't care. And then she says, fine, anyone that um, I can beat has to join me. And they don't really agree to her terms, but a wild bar fight does break out until eventually Waltz arrives and breaks it up. He breaks it up by saying, I won't give any of you repairs anymore if you don't put a stop to this. And that works. But then Grishka does arrive, and he's now, like, way more jacked up than his previous iteration. Like, he's even bulkier. He shows up to the bar? He shows up to the bar, and he's bulkier and more rigged out and has more weaponized components to him made by Jennifer Connelly. Got those Jennifer Connelly upgrades. Yep. Um, He, like, jumps into the floor and, like, makes a hole in it and takes her down to a subterranean level. Um for some reason and they have their big battle there and like he can uh like throw his own arm extend his own arm like long arm in cops um right. with like spiky fingers and it's like half like part chain part knife part rope yeah. Eventually, he does get the best of her and tears her body off, where she's now <gasps> just back to like her original bust, but with one arm. No legs. No nothing. No body. Just like shoulder, head. Arm, 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 and head. head. Yeah. And he's about to give her the death blow, but she's still able to leap up using that one arm and pull out his eye. So Grishka runs off wounded. Zapan does have a cool blade that he says, you know, like, I earned this. And she says, where did you get that? Like, who did you have to kill to get that? So that is the sword that you mentioned. So that's his for now. So we have we have aspirational swords that can only be earned by the mightiest warriors? Yes, seems to be. I'm going to go ahead and call those lightsabers and <laughs> go ahead and add Star Wars to the mix. Anyway, back at the lab, Walt has salvaged her and taken her back there, and he does indeed fuse her to the urn body and says, I guess this is what you were destined for all along. Like This is the body you're meant to have. Back at Vector's, Nova does his thing again and yells at Grishka for failing him. And Grishik says, I live for her death, my master. Like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll get it this time. She's talking about Star Wars. Yeah. But Christ. Vector says, I'm not just going to rely on this hunk of metal. I'm going to, you know, I need to have a plan B. Because he also wants to please Nova, because Nova is his master as well. So he invites Hugo um, to the office. Obviously, they know each other from the parts game. And he implants <laughs> motocross in his mind. Not in a tech way. He just, like, puts the idea of it in his mind of a way to earn money. It'll make sense Vector, in a second. Vector suggests that Hugo could become a motorball player. Motorball. Or that Alita could be. That just the motorball right. yeah. is, like, a resource available to them. Sorry, another question. Vector. Yeah. Is he cyborged up or is he an all-natural? He's an all-natural. Uh, Walt, Connolly, and Vector, and Hugo are all all-natural. Got it. 
Can we please keep using the term all natural? <laughs> I'm not going to stop. I can yeah, assure okay. you of that. Um, okay, more flashes of Alita's past. And this is going to be oh, good, a little good. bit hard for me to describe. But let me try my best. So, as I said, there are tubes, wide tubes, that go from Zolom <laughs> to the Iron City. So it's a girthy tube. It's a girthy tube. And what we see is Alita and her other space warriors standing atop it in a battle formation. And then from the Zolom side, this is the part that's hard to describe, a circle surrounding the tube with slashing blades on it is sent down yeah. to like... To, to, to scrape everything off the off, tube. all off. Yes, exactly. Like scraping barnacles off the side of your ship. Scraping, but also attacking. Yeah. Yep. Them. So Alita and all her peeps get attacked by this, and she is the one to survive. And so we see that that encounter is how she fell down to the Iron City in the first place. And who died exactly just now? All her other berserker space warrior squadron people that we've never all met. Were young girls? When did they come? When did they show up? Now. So they were trying to get Erm influence up the tubes. Yep. So to speak. They want it up there. Yep. And yeah. Zolom said, no. Um, okay, so back to Hugo and Alita. He says, I need to earn enough money so I can get to Zolom. That's my dream. And she is so generous to him that she opens her breastplate and takes out the heart and says, you could just sell this. You're in parts, right? Like, I'm sure this would go for millions. And then we could both go. And he says, what? put that away. You are, like, way too trusting and, like, way too generous and she says it's all or nothing with me and then he's like put that away like i decline and she puts it away and she's like that was kind of intense right and he's like yeah and they have a weird giggle and i was uncomfortable but that happens so she took it out but she's still just cool without it yeah well it wasn't unhooked uh, oh, she just the uh, links to it. But she offered it up, and then if she, yeah. if he took it, then what would she do? She's like, we can just we get can. like another crappier version to replace it. He does talk her into trying out for Motorball, so they go to the tryouts, and Walt is now supporting her, and he has made her her own pair of the rollerblades. Like you asked before, if they were like regulation style, or you could have your own. He makes her like a really nice pair, but he does mention they're not going to make you faster. They are regulation style they're just gonna keep you safe and he gives her all this like padding and stuff so he's still coddling her like a teen father father of a teen would but he has budged on the whole motorball thing because yes. at first he was like don't even look at motorball don't yes. even think about it exactly and now so he's, he's can see he's like he's like you are a berserker warrior <laughs> from the time before the fall made of arm <laughs> so i guess i can support you in berserker hunter warrior <laughs> You are a berserker, hunter, warrior, battle angel from Earth, the time before the fall. So I will support you in motorball. Correct. Yeah. And also, isn't it nice to know that of all the things that could have survived to the 26th century, rollerblading made it. Connolly and Vector are at the, like, the viewing area at the arena, and she asks, how did you convince Hugo to bring her to do the tryouts, and he laughs and says, I told her, told him he could go to Zolom. And that clues Jennifer Connolly in very subtly that maybe he's over-promising this to everyone, not just her. And she's now a little bit wary. 
Um, back at the locker room, Waltz reinforces to Alita that the only way up is to win Motorball Champion, which only happens like every few years for some reason. Um, and I don't know why <laughs> wow. that is a thing. Like, I don't know why it's valued by Zolom, but that is the, the rule. And then she That's asks... That's pretty powerful yeah. to have a championship less than annual. <laughs> yeah. It's like an Olympic. It's like an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. And she asks, can a human and cyborg love each other? And they have a touching father-daughter moment about her first love. Uh, Do this question for all to say yes to that question? He says, why? Or she says, can a human love a cyborg? And he says, why? Does a cyborg love a human? So doesn't really answer. Um, anyway, she goes out for the tryout, and Waltz notices that all the sparring players that are supposed to be there to, like, have the tryout people compete against. Uh, the, red, the blue shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Are not red shirts, red shirts. Like normal players. They're not league players. They're all either hunter warriors or have bounties on their head. And they've been brought in special by Vector and have been told that there's a big prize for her death. So he's rigged the whole tryout. This is his plan B. This is so unfair. This is exactly what the league did to Tom Brady when they <laughs> accused him of inflating his balls too, too much and they suspended him. Imagine. You know what it was like? It was like playing basketball, one-on-one, playing against your friend, and you're kicking his ass so bad, you're beating him so bad, every one of your shots is going in, he can't hit anything, that eventually he just suddenly goes, is this ball inflated correctly? Like, oh, you know what it is? It's the ball. I'm getting a new ball. That's basically what Tom Brady did to the NFL and to America. She's actually going to do pull a Tom Brady and show them all what's what. Well, because she's a berserker battle angel mind freak. She does show them what's up. So in the helmet that Christoph Waltz gives her, uh, there's like a phone element to it. So he contacts her from the spectator area and is like, be on the lookout. Like, this is all rigged. They're trying to kill you. And she says, which ones? And he says, all of them. So she's able to be aware of that. What was the structure of this game, too? Because this was a tryout. Was it team-based? Was she assigned to a team, or is this the every person for themselves style? This is when I learned that that was a choice that you could make, and it was individual-based. Sure. Okay. So, and he, he can talk to her the way Tom Brady's offensive coordinator can talk to him. Yes, through the Beautiful. helmet. Yeah. Um, so she gets that message, and so she's able to elude and beat a lot of them. Some of them just, like, ram into the sideboard and bust up. Some of them are body checked by her. There's just a lot of uh, carnage in different styles. And she's also very gracefully able to leap around and fly around on her blades, rollerblades. And that's when the commentator says, she's got the face of an angel, but the body built for battle. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Yep. Uh, So is she scoring points throughout all this or is she just not dying? Mostly not dying, but they don't even finish because, meanwhile, as this is happening, back just in the city, Zapan hunts down Hugo, and I don't, I think I, like, blacked out for, like, ten seconds, and... (laughs) (laughs) This is becoming a theme. (laughs) I know, I black out at some point. He frames Hugo for murder, so Hugo goes up to, he finds his crew, and they're doing their thing, like, they're scrapping drugging the guy's thing but now that he loves alita he feels bad about it and doesn't want to do it anymore so he tries to stop his buddy from doing it and it's like we have to get out of this game it's wrong and then zapan the 
warrior, hunter warrior comes up and they all get into it. Zapan kills his buddy with his blade. He just slashes his torso in half. Sideways. Yeah, that'll do it. Horizontal. That'll do it. And then he kills the guy that they were, that Hugo was trying to stop them from scrap mm-hmm. parting. And so he frames him for murder. And then Hugo now has a bounty on him for that murder. And he frames, he frames him by simply being like, Haha, now there is two dead. I'm going to leave you here and tell everyone you did it. <laughs> Basically. And so he gets registered like immediately in the bounty database as having a bounty. And now he wants to collect the bounty. Who sets these bounties? Nova? <laughs> I, I guess so. Unclear. Unclear. Um, yeah. Um, so now he so, goes but... running away from Zapan, who's trying to collect this very immediately structured bounty. Oh, and right. okay. he now contacts Alita in her helmet because he knows that she has one, I guess. And he says, help me, I'm being chased. And she says, where are you? And he says, I'm going to the old church. She says, cool, be right there. So she leaps through the Jumbotron and outside of the arena. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of cool. Rad. Yeah, that's pretty rad. But she's no longer interested in trying out for the sport of motorball? Well, I think she realizes that it wasn't an honest tryout. So she is zigzagging through town on some of the monorail and tubes and stuff and very quickly gets to Hugo's endpoint and Zapan is there and she tries to stay in his way and he says, it's against regulation for you to prevent my bounty kill. Like that's an illegal um, interference. Mm-hmm. And Hugo is wounded badly um, but still alive, and he stumbles into the church, and Alita says, fine, I'll go, I'll finish him. Because, like, that's the only way she could interfere, is if she does the kill herself. Did, Somehow. Um, but, 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 okay. Regulations? There's no police. <laughs> but there are these weird drone guys. I don't really know who's enforcing it. I guess Nova is, from above. A bunch of shit. Okay. What, um, and Christoph Waltz check in, uh, where's he? Was he just like, wow, shit. I need to jump through the Jumbotron. Yep. Well, I guess practice she is over. I guess I'll go home. <laughs> yep. Okay, okay. Cool. I hope she didn't break her rollerblades I made for her. <laughs> yeah, it took me a really long time to screw those together. Um, yeah, he's still there. So Alita <laughs> follows Hugo into the church. He's bleeding out. And Jennifer Connelly is there all of a sudden. She's followed them, and she has done a complete about-face. She realizes the error of her ways, and that Vector has been leading her astray. And Alita says, I wish I could give my life for his. And Jennifer Connelly says, maybe you can. Cut to Alita walking out of the church with Hugo's decapitated head held in a blanket. And she says, because Zapano's like, if you don't come out here with the kill... You know, there's going to be a big problem. And so she walks out and says, I did it. I, I want my credit. And it gets scanned appropriately. And she, you know, it's confirmed kill. She, she, his, she has his actual deceased head in her hands. <laughs> yeah, but. Oh, then me. <laughs> <laughs> this is my boyfriend. Can you please confirm that I've killed him and give me money? Yep. By and the then... way, I have to go back to practice after this. <laughs> and as she, uh, great. as she walks off, oh, she also uh, takes Zapan's sword. She's like, I've earned it because they battled again. And with it, she slashes off his face. And there's been an ongoing <laughs> kind of uh, like making fun of him about his appearance thing. He's like, my face, my face. 
but he's fine. <sighs> he's just uh, aesthetically wounded. Um, what we realize now is as Alita was holding Hugo close to her with this blanket, we didn't quite see, but now we do, that he has been somehow wired through his, like, neck cords to her heart. <laughs> so they've done like a like a, like a mind meld um heart transplant they're like he they siamese him onto her yeah temporarily to keep his brain activity alive so they take that to walt is he conscious no he's not conscious but they take the head to herself waltz and he puts hugo's head on a new not as good as a berserker but just like a full cyborg body and he says jennifer Connolly did such a great job her surgery was so on point linking this beheaded head to your uh like powerful heart this really paid off he's got no brain damage okay uh, but sorry just to remind me hugo was all natural before as we as we call it and now he's full full borg in it yep (laughs) yeah he's full in it I was really hoping that he was going to wake up while attached to her side and just be like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, hey, guys. But they chopped his head off, plugged it into her heart, <laughs> and then she walked it out in a blanket and she was like cradling it like a baby, I assume, under her arm. Yeah. And the like, blanket. can you move that blanket so I can scan this? And she was like, no. She kind of no, does. I can't. <laughs> like, I can't. It's messy. You don't want to see. Like he's as good as dead to be scanned, but secretly being kept alive by her heart. So she was, he was dead enough to beat that scanner. Yes. Okay. That's hmm. all right. And then there, and then she was like, "I'm just going to take this head with me for my trophy case." <laughs> yep. I can't believe she cut his head off. It's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, Alita's like, "Cool, I'm glad to see the surgery paid off. If you'll excuse me, I have to face off with Nova while communicating to him through Vector. Good day." So, <laughs> <laughs> so she knows she's deduced and learned that Nova is controlling everything and Vector is but his pawn. So she shows up at Vector's lair and just, like, busts her way in. And Grishka is there, and with Zapan's blade that she has recently commissioned, she slices him vertically in half. So he's dead. <laughs> That's him. <N-M>. Oh. <laughs> yep. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jackie O. Haley. <laughs> Yep. And so then she's like, I need to talk to you. And Vector's like, what do you want? She says, not you, him. And so she kind of, uh, like, dials up Nova. She can, It's two-way? She can call him? Well, he can hear and see everything. So he, like, notices that she has said that, like, called out for him. Oh, yeah. She can just yell, Nova! Yeah. So he, okay. yeah, like he and he's enters. like, hey, over here, what's up? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> enters the mind of Vector. And by the way, we've kind of had glimpses of Nova as he actually looks up on Zolom. Um, and oh. what's he look but like? now we see him much more clearly. So he looks like a long blonde albino, kind of like the twins in Matrix Two. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we see him, like, a little bit more full face this time. And I was like, is that Cameron from Ferris Bueller? But no, it was not. It's Edward Norton. What? <laughs> <laughs> the, wow. Did not see right. that coming. All right. So um, he, she calls up Nova. And he's like, hey, Alita. Yeah. And up? so we have another flashback of the incident oh. when she fell to Earth. And so one of her, I guess, her leader, but who died in that incident was like 
you know what your mission is. You have to get to Zolom, destroy Zolom. So she just de- kind of declares that to Nova, like, I'm coming for you. I'm going to finish the mission. I'm coming to destroy Zolom. A, a, a leader figure told her to do that back yes. in the day. Yes. But we uh, just some sort of leader. We don't know a lot about them. We don't know anything about them. Just, Presumably just, an Urm leader. Do we get any? Exp- I need something on Nova's whole mind taking over and his entering, his ability to enter someone. Um, can, all could, I can could he just could he enter Alita? Uh, probably. Well, maybe, I don't know. All I can tell you is that he wears goggles, and I think they may enable him in some way to do this. Okay. We didn't see that. call them steampunk-style goggles? Yes. Hmm. That's too bad. Um, so, Noah's like, okay, (laughs) thanks for the heads up. And he releases Vector, and she The heads up on what? Sorry, what? Like that she's coming for him. And oh, okay, cool. New war see him. ya. Yeah. See you soon. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess I'll see you when you get here then. Bye-bye. Um, he doesn't really say anything. Um, but, like, message received. And then she says to Vector, how could you do that? You made Hugo think you were going to lead him to Zolom. That's all he ever wanted. And then Vector says, I never lied. I was sending people up. And he opens this, like, chest. And it's just parts it's like eyeballs and hearts and whatever he's like i was sending people up just only as spare parts what a so dick. he's been harvesting cyborg and human parts for nova for some reason and so she kills she kills vector right uh, well obviously yeah right. sword, and, sword play what, what does she cut off from him she cut off uh, i think she more just stabs based? him through instead of ah. uh slice in half an impale. She put him in an his impale. own chest? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's an impale. Oh, nice. Um, so Jennifer Connolly says, I quit Vector because I lost sight of who I was, which is a doctor and a mother, which was weird. But anyway, she says that, and she's with Waltz, and then Waltz calls Alita and says, I have bad news. There's The bounty on Hugo is still in play, and some hunters came or warriors came to find him. He's run off. You need to go find him. So he's just, like, ready to go in this new Borg body. He's yeah. just going for it. Wait, wait, he's... So, uh, but uh, the bounty is still in play. Yeah. Like, someone found out that he's not actually dead. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, what? <laughs> it was all very hasty. He's run away, and Alita finds him, and he's just running up the tube to Zolom. Uh-oh. And he's, like, halfway there. You know what there, happens then? And... I know what happens. Yeah, the stabby ball comes down. So she says, come back. We just need to be together. And he says, I have a bounty. I'll be running forever. That's no way to live. And she says, it doesn't matter. As long as we're together, come back with me. And then he's like, kind of, maybe going to, unsure. He kind of stops. And then, as you astutely guessed, the circular stabby thing does come searing down at them. And he, they both leap up, but his leaping isn't as good as hers. And right. he gets basically uh, all destroyed. Filet. Like, all his parts get flailed off. But, he, like, Doesn't his matter. head and shoulders are still intact. Well, then he's fine. He's already had his head chopped off, like, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Like, this is nothing for him. <laughs> so, Alita, she he's like, grab it and, off. I don't care. Does she grab it and... St- Attach it to her, her heart. Well, okay. What she does is she's kind of falling, and then she stabs the tube with her new dope sword, and ah. so she's suspended off the side of the tube, hanging 
by the sword, and then she catches his one remaining arm, and he's dangling, and she's like, oh, let me just heave you up, I can save you, we can, like, get you another body, and he says, just let me go, I love you, Alita, and he breaks what? apart, you know, he crumbles off, like, she can't hold him long enough to heave him up, and he falls poetically down to the Iron City, and she screams no. Why? Why is she so upset? Because uh, now he's dead dead. Why? Just go get his head. I don't think his human head will survive being smushed to earth. Yeah, probably not. Hers did. The mechanics of how people she, live she doesn't or have die a human is head. unclear. She has a human brain. Yeah. He's got a human head. Great point. <laughs> get with the program. <laughs> okay. So she's, she's really hanging good. from the tube, sword, sword, rock climbing style. Yep. And she's like, Hugo, no! But he dead. And then cut to, it's a short time, or not even that short, but time has passed, and the commentators say, it's only been a few months, but Alita has become, like, top of the game at motorball, and now she's ready to compete for the championship title. And then we see her in the arena looking up at Zolom, and we see Nova looking down at her waiting for her to come for him and the sequel the end has there been any confirmation one way or another does the winner of motorball actually get to go up there and if they did did they just get go up there and spare parts like (laughs) Um, no confirmation but it seems to be true but i also don't understand why if nova's controlling everything he could just change that rule like i don't want alita to win and exactly or he could just have her killed by somebody else yep you would have thought through this journey she just went on that what started out, she thought, okay, she's not, she's innocent. She thinks, oh, if you win motorball, you get to go up. But by the end of her journey here, what she's seen, she realizes that motorball is just a – it's gladiatorial games. It's the running man. It, it, it doesn't really – you don't get what's promised. It's an illusion. It's a farce. But, and yet she's right back to trying to win that motorball. Focus on getting up the tube. Yeah, it's, it's all about the tube. Like, does, that's been the whole problem the whole time is getting up the tube. So just do that. Don't do this dumb game. Exactly. And who – so maybe this goes to the point of control of the tubes. Things go up the tubes all the time. Food, power. Things go yeah. up the tubes. So who controls the access point to the tubes? Is it these, dro- these like, drone robot things? We'll have to find out in part two. Yeah, that's <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> I think Sam got bought off by the producers of Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> Alita Hollywood is Hollywood Tube is administration. <laughs> well, um... Tubin' it. Tubin' it. Let's go tubin'. <laughs> Alita 2. Tubin' it. This building is infested. It's infested with... Phalanitis. I'm taking the stairs. Taking the stairs. Because the elevator didn't come... Hey, do you mind telling me what the hell your problem is? You know what you did. No, I don't. Well, maybe if you weren't popping so many pills, you would have a better sense Popping pills? What are you talking about? You know what? Fine, let's just not talk for the rest of the clip. Fine by me. Yeah, fine by me, too. And just so you know, I will smile and finish this interview because I'm a professional. But in the future, I will be shopping my wares elsewhere. Your wares? You heard me, jackass. 